Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. We want to share a good friend's podcast with you this week. Enjoy The Truth with Lisa Booth in the Clay and Buck Podcast Network. Well, folks, we've got a big guest today. Speaker Kevin McCarthy is on the show uh, but before we get started, I wanted to play this epic exchange that he had with an Associated Press reporter about the House's impeachment inquiry. Listen. And ISA said, came out and said that, that both Chairman Jordan and Comer were not able to present anything that was an impeachable offense at this point. Is that an assessment that you share? You know, the impeachment inquiry is not impeachment. So what impeachment inquiry is to do is to get answers to questions. Are you concerned about all the stuff that was just recently learned? Do you have any concern? Have you asked the White House any questions? Okay. Do you agree that, do you believe the president lied to the American public when he said he'd never talked to his son about business dealings? Yes or no? It's all right. You, you can't answer that? Do you believe when they said the president went on conference calls? Do you believe that happened? That's what the testimony Okay. Do you believe the president went to Cafe Milano and had dinner with the, with the clients of Hunter Biden, who believes he got those clients because he was selling the brand? Okay. 
do you believe Hunter Biden when you saw the video of him driving a Porsche that he got one hundred and forty three thousand dollars to buy that Porsche the next day? Well, we're going to get into that exchange. Also, the funding fight on Capitol Hill with the September 30th deadline as well. Uh, plus, Joe Biden is weak, but Democrats might convict Donald Trump heading into the 2024 election. So how do we win in that political environment? All that and so much more with Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. Stay with us. Speaker McCarthy, it's an honor to have you on the show. Uh, you've got a few things on your plate, to say the least. So we appreciate you making the time. Well, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Look, I always love a challenge, and every week seems different. And I've got a few challenges out there. But you know what? This country is worth the fight uh, to make it better. Well, you certainly signed up for the right job if you love a challenge. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you're, you're, you're getting hit from, from all sides here. Uh, you know, let's start with the impeachment inquiry. What's your objective with it? My objective with it is just to get to the truth, to get answers. And, you know, it's really interesting. A lot of people don't understand what impeachment inquiry actually means. Um, you know, when I first took over speaker and we, we've learned all this new information, we never would have known anything had Republicans not taken the majority. I mean, think about what we've known so far. At the very beginning, the president told us that he never even talked to his son about any business dealings. We had an attorney general who said, when we asked for a special counsel when they were looking at Hunter Biden, said, no, we don't need that. If Weiss needs to be a special counsel, he can do it. If he wants to prosecute anywhere, we'd back it all up. Well, lo and behold, what have we found out as the world transgressed? We soon learned that there was a... Um, an informant to the FBI came to us and said, um, the FBI has known or has an alleged um, uh, informant that said that uh, Biden took a bribe, but said you couldn't find it because he had a lot of um, shell companies. We then found out that when Biden became vice president, his family set up 20 shell companies. We then found out now that $20 million have gone to him and paid nine different family members. We have then found out just this summer why we were gone last month that Hunter Biden's business partner, Devin, says, no, the president not only talked to him about it, Hunter said he was selling the brand, that he that the president would call in to the meetings, and that he had dinners. And at both dinners, there was outcome. One, he got a new Porsche. Another $3 million from a Russian oligarch was sent in the following days. And then, all of a sudden, this sweetheart deal comes. And we get some IRS whistleblowers who come to us who say, you know what Weiss and the attorney general have told you is not what we heard in the meetings. Weiss told us that he wanted to be special counsel, they wouldn't name it, and he wanted to prosecute in two jurisdictions, and he was denied. And he said, we took, we took minutes of the meetings, we asked questions about it, we have since brought in two other people that were in there, they say the same thing. And then we found out that now the vice president got 16 of the 17 payments from Romania while he was vice president of the family. We now also learned that when the president told us they got no money from China, that yes, they got a million dollars from China. And now we've looked as well that the vice president at the time used a false name and emails. Why would you do that? So you couldn't FOIA, you couldn't find these emails. And in these emails, there's 5,400 of them, the archives control it, 
Obama gets to make the decision whether we get to see it. But in one of them, it literally has the president and Hunter Biden on it from the staff saying, talking about a phone call with the president of Ukraine. What we learned from Hunter Biden's business partner, who was on Burisma, the Ukrainian energy board with him, is that there was a lot of pressure being mounted about the prosecutor in Ukraine. We know the president said back then he bragged about withholding a billion dollars of American taxpayer money to get the prosecutor fired. It's all around the same time period. We do know from the IRS agents that the government, wise allowed the statute of limitations to run out on Hunter Biden under the most egregious portions of his tax provisions, which IRS never allows to happen to any American. Um, so this is just in a nutshell. We also learned that you there is a, a White House staffer that worked at the vice president office that refers back to Hunter Biden's um, business partner, says the vice president has signed off on the Burisma talking points. Now, we have never gone after the president's bank records. We've never gone after the credit card records of all these shell companies. We've never gone after Hunter Biden's records. But what we know is we're going to have to subpoena those. And what impeachment inquiry does, it empowers Congress, meaning Republican Democrats, if they offer a subpoena to be in court to be able to get the documents that you need. So what we believe is it's about getting answers. Now, if you were an elected official... And all of a sudden, all this information came before you, and you've got a question, is the attorney general telling the truth? That could be obstruction if he had lied. Is there government, can you buy government or bribe? Well, there's allegations. Wouldn't you want to clear that up if someone said that about you? So we believe we should get the information, put it before the American public. I I hear you, and and I care, and, and you care, and House Republicans care. Do you think voters care? I believe voters, regardless of where you are philosophically, they want to know that their elected officials are not selling power. Um, They don't want it done in a partisan way. And I think we've been very clear about this, laying it out. We've said to the president, you can bring forth any information you want. But I've never seen a government or a, a White House use agencies in the manner that they have since Nixon. I mean, look what they've done now after we uncovered the IRS whistleblowers, who are not Republican, who came forward, who have been just workers for the government. And they have now told us that when they were going to interview Hunter Biden, like they do most people, they went to the FBI the night before. The FBI told Hunter Biden, so he left. When they went to get documents of what he had stored, you've got a person in the DOJ calls Hunter Biden's attorneys ahead of time to warn them to clear out the documents. Um, People, then the FBI warns the inaugural committee. You don't want to think that people are getting some special treatment. When has the IRS investigated somebody and let the statute of limitations run out? If it gets close, they make you sign a document to extend the statute of limitations so it doesn't. All this money he got from Burisma that he didn't report properly, he never got held accountable or had to pay taxes on it. I hope you guys get to the bottom of it. You know, this is, I, you know, I care. I mean, this is important how our government is potentially being abused or quid pro quos, which is certainly looks like. Joe Biden engaged in. You know, I also wanted to get your take on the spending fight right now on, on Capitol Hill with this September 30th deadline approaching. I mean, we know the Department of Justice is corrupt. 
you know, the border's not secure. Uh, DHS is not doing its job. Why continue funding corrupt agencies? Well, the, you don't want to. And the best way you do to, to change all that is fundamentally do it through passing legislation that controls that we could put the Holman Act in, we can fund things that are important, we can cut other things out. But if you can't pass the bills on the floor, you have a hard time winning it in the argument overall. The other thing, okay, say you don't fund it and you go to a government shutdown. You know what happens then? The border is wide open. Do you not want to fund the border agents? The other problem that happens too, in a government shutdown, you know what, what still gets funded? the prosecutions that are looking into Trump and others that are playing a political game. So the way I look at it is we want government to function, but we want it to be limited government. We want it to be honest. We want it to be accountable. We need to show them how we can show government can govern that way. Um, that's why we've been moving our appropriation bills. We've got to finish that job. I've looked at shutdowns before. If you shut down, you really cede the power to the administration. Troops don't get paid. Air traffic controllers don't get paid. You, you become a problem. So why don't you pass the bills and have the policy fights to win it? I think we can win the fight. Look at the mayor of New York about immigration. You know, their closest border is Canada, but what the... Biden administration has done by this wide open border has made every community a border community. Fentanyl killing Americans every single day. I mean, we've got the policies on our side. We've passed HR2. We need to take the fight there and not run away from the fight. You know, I wanted to ask you, there's been a, a lot of conversations, you know, I, I mean, I guess with the funding, it's, you know, if not now, when, right? You know, we, we all talk about these things, but you know, now is the time to, to stand up with the direction this country is going in, because, you know, we all we all know that, you know, Joe Biden is weak. You know, he's destroyed the country. But, you know, Donald Trump is facing potentially 91 you know criminal charges. So they may have a weak hand, but they're trying to criminally convict our potential nominee and, and send him to jail. You know, how do we win in that environment? And, and what impact does that have on the down ballot? When you look at that, that it goes to the obstruction question we have itself. How do you use government to go after the leading candidate to the opposition of you? That's not America. You know, what's interesting here is even if they think that, that the president to go after Trump, how do you do it in a presidential year? You, you are just playing political games. And if you watch, starting in New York, the DA, now down in Georgia at the same time, you know it doesn't have merit. It's political play. That part has got to stop. And I don't think anybody in America believes that's right. No, I agree with you, but they're going to do it. And so how do we win? I, I worry that Republicans, you know, there's all this conversation, Joe Biden's weak, Joe Biden, but that's, that's operating like this election cycle is going to be normal. And so, you know, you know, how do we win, you know, Speaker, if that happens? Well, the first thing is I never sit back and say, I can't win. We've proven it time and again in the last two election cycles when Republicans lost other places, we won in the House. The interesting thing, we have a five-seat majority. I've been leader for four years. In those two election cycles with Nancy Pelosi being the speaker, I won five more Republican seats in California. She lost the majority in her home state. We won in New York. You know what? You've got to fight back. They, they changed the election laws in California where everybody gets a ballot and you can harvest it. So you can sit back and say, oh, what are we going to do? The Democrats have the majority. We're going to get and we're going to fight back. 
back. If the rules are you can harvest, then you harvest. You stand up for the truth, you defend what is right, and you face them face on. And you tell the truth about what is happening. Look, we know we have the House, but a five-seat majority. If we don't pass our appropriation bills, we're weaker in the fight ahead. If we want to fight over the border, if we want to fight over financial issues, we want to fight them using the weaponization of government, that's why I created a select committee to go directly after that. Haven't had that before. A select committee on China so we can confront what the future challenges we have. You sit and you get in the trenches and you make the arguments and you fight and you will win. You might not win it overnight. Just throwing a tantrum doesn't succeed. We have to have a strategic plan that makes us succeed at the same time. Well, I'm glad you have your eyes open about it, and I agree with you on on all of those issues. Uh, you know, there, there's been a lot of conversations about age limits for for politicians. You know, Joe Biden is 80 and clear mental decline. Diane Feinstein, 90, health issues. Mitch McConnell, 81, health issues. You're only 58, so you're good to go. <laughs> you're, you're in good shape, Kevin, uh, Speaker McCarthy. But I got a, I got another decade or two before I could become a senator. Yeah, right? yeah, you know, yeah, you're, yeah, you're 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 great shape. So you know, but but is it time for you know those guys and gals to step down and and to bow out to retire? I think it depends on your capacity, though, right? I've watched people who are younger who have challenges. Um, the, the one thing I say, I think the country as a whole, we did this in the 1960s where we started electing leaders in the 40s and the 50s, right? Um, I, I think you've got to be able to do the job. And look, I watched pre the difference between President Trump and President Biden. Trump would only need four hours of sleep every night. That guy was working morning, noon, and night. I've never seen anything like it. Um, and to be fair, Nancy Pelosi was 82, but she's a hard worker and much different. Biden talks on the open stage that he needs to take a nap. I don't see much happening in the process. So it's the energy of what you're able to do. I let the voters make that decision. I wanted to commend you uh, because after the impeachment inquiry went out, the Biden administration instructed the media, ramp up your scrutiny of, you know, they, they gave them the marching orders, right? And we saw that exchange between you and the AP reporter. You did such a good job handling it. How do you get the media to cover that honestly? <laughs> Well, you know what's so interesting? If you watch the questions the media asked me based upon the questions they asked then Speaker Pelosi, it's fundamentally different. And I ask back, because here we have the White House sending out to the media itself on the orders. It's kind of like media marching orders, right? And you had that AP reporter. She had just written a story before that we went forward with impeachment inquiry with no evidence. I simply asked her a few questions that laid out the evidence. I could have gone on longer. And I think every single day I got 30 or 40 reporters with every moment I walk out of my building or my office are around me. I'm not afraid. I don't hide. I don't, I don't put a lid on the day. But I'm not going to sit back and just have them ask one way, I'm going to question them. Because what I find time and again, even when it comes to legislation, they'll just, all the only question they have is, will I pass it today? They don't ask about the policy inside it. And I think when you have a simple re response back inquisiting to them, it refutes all their arguments before. That it proves they're just taking talking points, mainly from the White House, on what they want to ask, and they know nothing about what they ask. Well, it was perfectly done. So thank you for that. Uh, I'd love to have you back on, Speaker. I know, obviously, you've got a, a busy day, a lot ahead of you. So just want to thank you so much for your time. It's an honor to have you on the show. Thank you. I look forward to coming back many times.
that, of course, was Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House. Honor to have him on the show. That was the first time he's been on as a guest. So really appreciate him taking the time. Appreciate you guys at home for listening every Monday and Thursday. But you can listen throughout the week. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting the show together. Until next time. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, this new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. More than a movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.